As Paul stood on the outskirts of the city of Lystra, he noticed a man sitting on the ground, his legs paralyzed and unusable since birth. Despite his disability, the man was attentively listening to Paul's words. Paul looked at him intensely and saw the faith in his eyes, a faith that he could be healed. Without hesitation, Paul shouted out, Stand up on your feet! And to everyone's amazement, the man sprung up and began to walk, his legs supporting him for the first time in his life. Hey, it's Pastor Rich, and this is the My Bible Thoughts Podcast. Here is the scripture reading for today, Acts 14, verses 8 through 18. In Lystra was a man sitting whose feet were incapacitated. He had been disabled from his mother's womb and had never walked. This man was listening to Paul as he spoke. Paul looked at him intently and saw that he had faith to be made well, and he said with a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And the man leaped up and began to walk. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they raised their voice, saying in the Lyconian language, The gods have become like men and have come down to us. And they began calling Barnabas Zeus and Paul Hermes, since he was the chief speaker. Moreover, the priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates and wanted to offer sacrifice with the crowds. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard about it, they tore their robes and rushed out into the crowd, crying and saying, Men, why are you doing these things? We are also men of the same nature as you, preaching the gospel to you, to turn from these useless things to a living God, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything that is in them. In past generations, he permitted all the nations to go their own ways, yet he did not leave himself without witness, in that he did good and gave you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and gladness, and even by saying these things, Only with difficulty did they restrain the crowds from offering sacrifices to them. The gospel has been spreading, Jews and Gentiles being converted. It's spreading with difficulty and opposition, but it is spreading. Here's a man that cannot walk. And he's been like this ever since he came into the world, and he hears Paul preaching. And as Paul's preaching, he must have been zeroing in on just the one person. You know, this happens sometimes when you speak. Someone will catch your eye in a certain way, and Paul noticed that this man had faith, and the man leaps into the air and walks. Now, the setting is Paul was preaching in the midst of pagans. So these verses describe the temples erected for pagan gods, and the people around him that he was preaching to had mistaken this miracle of God as a work of false gods. So as a consequence, they named Paul and Barnabas as God themselves. They identify both of them with Mercury and Hermes. These are the messengers of the pagan gods. So the outcome is these people wanted to worship the messengers, and out come the garlands, and out come the animals, and they begin sacrificing. Don't you wish sometimes that modern preaching was like that of Paul's? 
He's not ashamed of the attributes of God and that everything that came into existence simply by God speaking them into existence. And Paul gives a sermon exclusively to the pagans starting in verse 15. And he asks them, why are they doing these things? He explains to them that they are not gods. Paul and Barnabas are not gods, but are also men like them. And he says, we are no different than you. He goes on to say, we preach to you. It's the Greek word for bearing the good news. The only difference between us and you is not our nature, but we bring you the good news. We know the truth. Paul preaches to them to turn away from the vain things they worship, from their idols to the living God, the God who actually created the heavens and the earth and the sea. And Paul says to them that even to pagans, it should be evident to them that there is a God. The witness to this is that they look at the stars or witness a sunset or feel the fury of a powerful storm. By this, they have to know that there is a creator. The only evidence when looking at a painting that someone painted it is the painting itself. All of nature and the complexity of humanity screams out to everyone that there is a God. This is God's handiwork. This is God's signature. As you read these verses, you realize that this is as far as he gets with his sermon. They didn't want to hear this truth. With great effort, Paul and Barnabas managed to restrain this group of people. And I find it interesting that at the beginning of this passage, the crowd thinks that Paul and Barnabas are gods. And just a few short verses later, after they preach, they want them dead. So the theme throughout the book of Acts is that the gospel continues to spread. And as the gospel spread, people come to faith in Christ. But there are always difficulties along the way, but those difficulties are not going to go away, and they're not going to get in the way. The truth is, there are great difficulties even today. I don't know about you, but in America Day, I've never been threatened with stoning by sharing the gospel message. But there still are difficulties. And a lot of that is secular thought. What's been taught to people today? Postmodern thought. Now, often I go on campus here close to me at Missouri State and I talk to young adults. And the way I start with the gospel presentation is I introduce myself and then I start asking them questions. I say, what do you believe and why do you believe that? Sometimes we have to start a gospel conversation exactly where Paul started it. Sometimes the person we're talking to has no idea that there is a creator, or they dismiss the idea that there is a creator. And we have to care enough about the person that we are talking to to actually listen to them. Listening is the gateway to sharing the gospel message. And when you listen, you know then how to frame the gospel message so that it makes sense to that other person, and then it makes sense to their thoughts. Now it's prayer time. Dear God, we come before you today with grateful hearts for the message of salvation that has been preached to us through the gospel. We thank you for the miraculous healings and works that you have performed through your servant, Paul and Bartimaeus, and for the faith that you have placed in their hearts of those who have received the good news. Father, we pray that you would continue to spread your gospel despite the difficulties and oppositions that it faces. We ask that you would give us the courage and strength to stand firm in our faith, just as Paul and Barnabas did, and to share the good news with others. We also pray for those who have yet to hear the gospel and for those who may be resistant to the message. 
We ask that you would open their hearts and minds to your truth and draw them closer to you. Lord, we know that it is through your power and grace that the gospel is able to spread and bring salvation to all who believe. And we pray that you would use us as vessels to share your love and hope with the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Here's the takeaway or call the action to the listener today. Take some time to reflect on the ways in which you can share the gospel with others and consider reaching out to someone this week to share the love of Christ with them. Thanks everybody for listening. We will see you next time. If you haven't listened to the rest of this series, I encourage you to start at episode one and work your way through. And if you would like to connect with a community of like-minded Christians, be sure to check out the show notes for links to our Facebook and Twitter communities. Thank you for being a part of My Bible Thoughts, and I hope you have a great day.